are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where you get to take on the house in a head to head fantasy matchup winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com/slash locked on. We have Sarah Spain from ESPN on the show today, Chicago sports fan. She is tremendous. I'm really excited to talk to her and and have you guys hear her. We're going to talk Packers Bears. We're going to talk Justin Fields, the rivalry, all that good stuff here coming up in just a little bit. Before we do that, enormous news out of Green Bay. Jair Alexander is back. Now, is he going to play this week? Probably not, but he was back out at practice officially. He was activated officially. That means he has a chance to come off IR. They wouldn't designate him to return, not activated, designated to return until he was, they thought he could play imminently because of the the, the way the rules now are, there is um, a, a different clock than there used to be. Whereas if you were on IR this long, you just like wouldn't be able to play anymore. Luckily, that's not how this works anymore. So Green Bay is going to get in all likelihood Jair Alexander back. Whether it's this week, probably not. Next week seems more likely. But even if it's the week after that, even if they don't get Jair Alexander back until Christmas and you get him for the last three games and then the postseason, that's enough. He's not going to be rusty. You don't need the prep time for him. He's the kind of player who is just, he's hes incredibly explosive. He's incredibly instinctive. And so long as, you know, he's in pretty good shape. And because this is a shoulder injury, you hope he's still been able to do his cardio and, and keep his legs up. Even still, three games with all the practices that that entails, by January, he's going to be ready to go. And this secondary is going to be fearsome. Now, we talked last week about the options, how they want to play this, whether they want to, you know, put Jair in the slot in nickel situations, maybe move Shannon Sullivan to that dime safety spot. Those are potential options. Maybe you you try Russell Douglas at safety. Probably not a thing you want to do this late in the year, but I got a bunch of people asking me, well, wouldn't wouldn't that be better than, than Henry Black? Yeah, probably if if you gave him the full offseason to do that and learn the playbook and and get some continuity with this guy with these guys. This is this is not the time for something like that now. That said, this secondary is not going to need much with with two, three back there in terms of time to get cohesive. They had the whole offseason. They had training camp and they had the first four games of the year with all those practices. By now, Shannon Sullivan, Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos and, and Darnell Savage in particular are going to feel really comfortable with Jair back there. 
and the communication you expect to still be really good. And that's been the thing that has really carried this defense through all of the the injury struggles. Kevin King also back at practice. Not that I think that that is particularly relevant here. I don't I don't think he is anywhere near the top of the depth chart, but in dime, he's probably going to be out there if they need him against the Bears. You, you really don't worry about it. Does it matter if Justin Fields is out there? No. Does it matter if it's Andy Dalton? No. This is not a good offense. And Green Bay should win. Green Bay should win without Jair Alexander, without David Bakhtiari, without Zedaria Smith. We don't know when those guys are coming back. Aaron Rodgers said on Pat McAfee's show, not this week. His, his tone did not seem optimistic in you know almost any event for, for David Bakhtiari's return. He he immediately pivoted and deflected into a funny anecdote about David Bakhtiari wanting to, to ride in the cart. That that did not that did not give me a lot of confidence that David Bakhtiari is is really anywhere close to being ready to be out there. Now, again, as long as it's week 16, week 17, week 18, you know, if he's if he's two or three weeks away from being ready, that's fine. That's fine. The same thing is true with Zadarius Smith. These guys can can basically roll out of bed once they're good to go, especially if Jair is all the way healthy and not just like, OK, back to grade one sprain and now he's got to brace it up and go and it's going to be painful and he's not going to be able to tackle and he's not going to be able to attack the ball in the same way. No, if he's good to go. Then then you really have no worries about it. Th- this Randall Cobb injury is, I think, a bigger deal. And again, not this week. Green Bay does not need their their super duper A game this week. That's not to say that that they're just going to roll the Bears with no effort and no preparation. That's not the case. We we do these these keys to victory for locked on now, which if you haven't checked out, you should check out. Um, and my my key was start fast, start fast. Well, you know you 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 don't expect you know a seven nothing lead, ten nothing lead. It's probably probably over against the Bears, but you still are going to need to play some focused football, play relatively sharp in order to beat this team. You need to play your B minus game. B B minus game should probably win. If you play your B plus game, it's it's fourteen, it's seventeen. The Bears are just not any good right now, and they don't really have a path to being good, even with all their guys healthy. Akeem Hicks returned to practice. Allen Robinson turned to practice. Are they are those guys going to play? I guess they're still trying to be out there and for in, in the playoff mix, but like is Allen Robinson who who wants to get paid this free agency probably? Is he gonna want to push it back? Akeem Hicks, same deal. Like I don't see those guys rushing back if they can avoid it. And I don't see the bear. Well, the Bears might try and, and get them to come back. But so the Randall Cobb thing, let's say for the Ravens, team that wants to play a bunch of man coverage, that wants to pressure you. You want to win early. You need someone who can win early. Randall Cobb can do that from the slot. You know, the Ravens just lost Marlon Humphrey. So that 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 secondary, they're now the Packers are now favorites. After the Marlon Humphrey injury, the Packers are now road favorites in Baltimore. And that means they're going to be favored in every game from here on out. You need Randall Cobb to get healthy because the best version of this offense includes Randall Cobb. Alan Lazard has not performed to expectation this season as a pass catcher. And they they need that complimentary piece from Cobb to reach the the peak of this offense. They don't need it to win games or score points, but they need it for the offense to be maximally efficient and maximally effective. They can win games, even playoff games without Randall Cobb. You just 
hey, you'd just rather have him, right? That That is, you know, axiomatic. Having, having Randall Cobb creates so much flexibility within this offense, and it's something I wrote about for The Leap today, not Cobb specifically, but with the way that they like to play with personnel and run the same play with different personnel so it looks different. Rather than having Randall Cobb come in motion, you, now you have Aaron Jones come in motion, or you, there are different ways to utilize him, put him in the backfield and have him run that swing motion into that RPO to the trip side. There, there, there are so many different ways that you can use him. The, the angle route that he's, the Texas route that he scored the touchdown on from the backfield. He just gives them everything that eventually you want Amari Rodgers to give to this offense. And, and I, I still think Amari Rodgers can get there. But everything that you want that guy to be, Randall Cobb is right now, and he has the trust of Aaron Rodgers, and he's top five in the league in red zone targets right now. In, in, the, in winning time, He's the guy that Aaron Rodgers is looking to because Devontae Adams is drawing so much attention. If Devontae Adams is drawing that attention, you need someone who is going to say, I got this. And in, in the case of the Packers this year, it has been Randall Cobb. And, and in part because Aaron Rodgers has been looking for him in those spots. So given all of that, that is an injury to keep an eye on here. Now, we have we have not been given any indication that it is serious, but he hurt that groin in the first half of the Rams game as the first half was ending. Did not come back in that game. Then over the bye, rested and is now back in Green Bay, presumably, but not practicing. That means that this is, I wouldn't say a serious injury, but it is not a, a minor injury in that, oh, you can just shake it off. Obviously, there was a real issue and, and these soft tissue injuries can linger. You don't want to rush him back. You want to win these games, but you don't want to rush him back. So can you beat the Bears without Randall Cobb and Jair Alexander? Yes. Are they better with them? Yes. We know that. Getting them back next week or the week after is fine, but that just, it it closes that margin of, of error for you. No Randall Cobb, you got to play a little cleaner up front. Give, give Aaron Rodgers a little bit more time. You got to be th- that much better as a play caller. No Jair Alexander. Well, that's a storm they've weathered all season, but with him, you have a bigger margin for error. You have to you have to be a little more disciplined. You have to communicate a little better. You have to get a little luckier with your play calls versus uh, opponent play calls. It all cascades, and so it just life just gets a little easier when your guys are out there. And so it it again not a concern yet, but something to keep an eye on when it comes to Randall Cobb. Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you don't know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy platform where it's you against the house and a head-to-head fantasy matchup winner take all. And the crazy part, this is my favorite part. I love this. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and then you pick the team that you want to face, and it's you against them. This is this is never before seen stuff. This is an innovation in fantasy sports with a sports betting hybrid component that makes Stat Hero players clocking odds that are up to four times better than traditional fantasy betting 
opportunities. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns or people using complicated algorithms. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you're in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for. And Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero, head to head, daily fantasy should be. One-on-one, that's that's the way fantasy should be, and that's the way Stat Hero is. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. This is easy. You put money in, they're going to give you money. Stathero.com slash locked on with the promo code locked on to get that 100% deposit bonus match. Joining me now from ESPN and, and all over ESPN uh, is Sarah Spain. Uh, Sarah, it is great to be with you. How are you? I mean, it is, except it means that Bears Packers is coming up, which uh, is never <laughs> as fun for me, probably, as it is for you. That's right. That's right, though. Look, the rivalry is great. Uh, I think sure. I think I think Bears fans <laughs> like getting up for it. Right. I don't. Yeah. Am I am I we do our best this this year is a little little tougher than maybe years past, <laughs> but we're, we, we always show up for it regardless. So we're going to have we're going to have plenty of Bears Packers stuff, but I, I want to give you a chance right off the top because you are uh, putting together um, a, a present drive right now. Um, for, yeah. for children who are victims of domestic violence that I think is really important. And so I just want to give you the chance. I want to give you the floor to explain what this is. And hopefully some of our listeners will, uh, will, will help out. Well, it was basically just serendipitous that I was considering doing some sort of five to 12 days of Christmas giveaway. I wasn't really sure how I wanted to do it. I had these things that I knew um, I wanted to do a giveaway and I wanted to do it in a way that would drive uh, some good. And I have my own charities that I work with and I had just finished doing my big Here the Cheers campaign for one of them. I do a lot with Peace for Pits. I work with this group called Embark and I was like, okay, how do I pick which one and which one would be best for this? And then a woman reached out to me that has reached out the last couple of years on Twitter and said, you're always so good with helping us promote this cause. We'd love it if you could share it again. And I was like, perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, help promote something that's already in in the works. And so um, basically just if you give to this campaign that gets um, items off a Christmas wish list for kids who are, um, uh, their families are victims of domestic violence. Um, you take a screen grab and send it to me, then you're in the mix for the giveaways. It's going to be five days of Christmas giveaways and I'll pick the winners and send out the goodies. Um, and it's really easy. Just go to at Sarah Spain, Sarah with an H Spain, like the country only say that a couple hundred times a day. Um, (laughs) and you can find the tweets. I've been retweeting it every once in a while where you can find the original link to the cause, the Amazon gift list. And then, um, it's as simple as buying one. You could buy 20, however many, um, and then you're in for the giveaway. You're really just doing it for the good feelings of doing something good for people who deserve it. But, you know, bonus, you might win something. And I know we have uh, a lot of uh, fans, Milwaukee area, which Chicago people will say is Chicagoland anyway. (laughs) So uh, a lot of people who are local, but you don't have to be local to support this cause. Um, And there are there are certainly kids in your area um, who could who could use some help as well. So um, we will be sure to tweet out that link as well. um, Promote it. And um, I, I hope we we have a lot a lot more happy kids uh, this year. Let's talk some some Packers Bears and and let's mm-hmm. just talk some Bears for a second. In the draft, the Bears take Justin Fields, and there is uh, 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 an earthquake in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So when when you find out, okay, this is Justin Fields. This is this could be the guy. What is just like your initial reaction? 
Well, I have to admit that last year I was confidently saying on all of my shows that eking their way, backing their way into the playoffs and then getting thumped despite Mitchell Trubisky being named the Nickelodeon valuable player um, (laughs) was not going to be enough to convince the people upstairs that they should bring everyone back. And I said that confidently and I was confidently wrong because they brought everyone back despite not being very good. Um, I wasn't wholly sold on Matt Nagy needed to go. He was the AP coach the year's first season it did seem like there was some creativity and then I thought was it all Vic Fangio being the defensive coach that that was the secret to their success what was the reason there was it Mitch Trubisky's injuries that sort of they they started limiting how they used him I wasn't sure but I was like Matt Nagy I could give an earth statue what are we doing with Ryan Pace like let's what, what are we doing with so many pieces here let's try to figure out how, how to how to get better then the offseason begins with the Andy Dalton signing and I'm like Okay, I'm going to take a step back to protect myself. Um, Just some self-preservation at play here. On the night of the draft, we had my radio show off, and instead of sitting at home and watching it, knowing that the Bears were not probably going to do anything exciting or interesting, I went out to dinner with some friends and just, you know, kept an eye on it on my phone. I get a text from my producer that says, the Bears just traded up. And whatever the conversation was, who can remember it? I was like, everybody shut up. Everybody (laughs) shut up. We're not talking about whatever we were just talking about. We're not pretending to have a nice dinner. The Bears just traded up. Something's happening. Everybody shut up. We need to figure out what's happening. We need to watch it live on my phone. We need to talk about it. Um, And then I lost my mind because Justin Fields was the guy I wanted. I mean, obviously, Trevor Lawrence was without a doubt. We already knew where he was going to go. He almost wasn't even in the draft because it was so set in stone. But after that, there were some really talented players. Mac Jones has looked great in that system. I don't know that Mac Jones would be anything in the Bears system with Matt Nagy and that offensive line and everything else going forward or not going forward in this case, maybe. But Justin Fields was the one that you look at the numbers, you look at the statistics, you look at the athleticism, you look at everything. And I was like, that is who I would pick if I were one of these teams in the running. And then my team ended up being in the running and then they picked him and now they're probably going to ruin him just like everybody else. But there is something to be excited about. And it is whatever he could do once we get rid of everybody else that's ruining him and give him a shot. Yeah, there is a there is a running joke uh, among Packers fans that Bears fans have already put Justin Fields in the Hall of Fame. And hey man. and and look, we can you blame I, us? No. And, and I understand because we are spoiled. In, yes. in Packerland, we have been we have been spoiled for 30 years with with quarterback play. So you know it's it is a different perspective for sure to have. So right. Well, you're also saying that because you're deathly afraid of when Aaron Rodgers leaves you, and you have to actually be like, "Hey, Jordan Love is good," and then suddenly you'll be looking over at the Bears and Justin Fields and be like, "Wow, this sucks. We were so mean the entire <laughs> history of your franchise when your quarterback sucked. We should have been more empathetic." I, I can promise you empathy is not a thing that is that is going to be uh, extended by either side in no, any of this. Fair enough. And Very if true. just if if Jordan Love is bad, I'm going to take a lot of heat uh, for it. No doubt about Uh-oh. it. You've been, um, you've been hyping him up. You're on the Jordan Love train. I, I have been on the Jordan Love train, but also I'm just like persona non grata on Bear Twitter. So I just know no matter right. what. It's gonna right. like they're gonna come. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm ready for it. Ready. I understand ready that for the Menchies. <laughs> um, but also I thought it was I thought it was interesting after after this the first game, Aaron Rodgers went out of his way to say that he went to Justin Fields after the game and said, This is special, this is cool, yeah. enjoy this. And I, I really hope that Justin Fields does embrace the rivalry. I mean, we, we I, I truly think that Packers fans would love it if this rivalry was, was meaningful again. every year. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I agree. The, the only thing I will point out is that he did say that in the same game that he chose to yell at the crowd, I bleeping own you repeatedly, which again, if that yep. were my quarterback, yep. I would love it. So no judgment there, but like, it's pretty easy from his position to go up to Justin Fields and be like, Hey man, make sure you enjoy getting your ass beat every year. Like really take it in and think about how special it is that everyone's paying attention when we beat your ass. I mean, eh, easy to say from his perspective. I agree. Of course I would love for Justin Fields, but like, I also think there was this hilarious, uh, thing that someone pulled out that when Jim Tressel got hired at Ohio state, it was middle of off scene or something. And they said, you know, what are you most looking forward to? And he said, 175 days from now when we beat Michigan. And I was like, Jesus, right? Like it was day one. You already had the number in your head of how many yeah. days away the first meeting was. I love the rivalries, but I don't love when the obsession becomes such that you prioritize it. Like in the past when we've had Bears coaches that are like, okay, day one, I'm going to talk about beating the Packers. And that's right. number one. No, it's not. Just be good at football and win your division and go to the playoffs and like give us something to care about. And yeah, of course, hopefully we beat the Packers. But the prioritizing of it, it's kind of like at Soldier Field, you walk under this tunnel from the tailgating to get to the, to the field and people will yell green Bay sucks. And I'm like, they're not even here. We're not even playing them. They're in your heads. Like don't let them live in your heads. So like, I love the rivalry. I'm here for it. Even when we suck and it's going to be painful. But I also think like, let's not put the cart before the horse on like beating green Bay is the most important. Just like having a team that isn't embarrassing is step one. It see it does seem like ownership cares about it though. Like they've they've said yeah. sort of on the record, like we care about beating the Packers. Well, it hurts more when you lose, and when the rivalry isn't interesting or a real rivalry, that that stands out way more than losses to other teams. It just does, and so fan base is going to be especially unhappy if we just get whooped every time we face Green Bay. That that, that hurts a lot more in your heart than, you know, some other team that we don't see as often beating us. So I understand it. There should be a focus. It should matter. Um, but again, like sometimes it just feels so performative and I want to be like, okay, we don't care that much as long as you win other games. Right. But if you're losing lots of them, including all the games against the Packers, that's a problem. They they went 13 and three one year. Um, and two of those losses were to Green Bay. Was that like Mike Brown uh, miracle season where they won all those games? Mm -hmm. And there were still Packer fans that were just like, Yeah, but we beat we beat y'all twice. And right, I was because that's like, that's what you do when you're not when right. you're not winning, though. When you're right. not in first, you're like, right. let me pick out the things that I can feel good about. Uh, like right now, we're like, okay, Justin Fields, there's some hope. That's all we have to cling to right now. So let us have it, even if we're prematurely putting him in Canton. <laughs> Just let us have that. What else do we have? Right. Um, no, but I mean, I remember, I, and I should know the year, I want to say 2010, was it? Um, where, you know, the Bears, all they needed to do was beat a dead duck Packers team in the mm. final game of the season at Lambeau yep. it was and I was there and I was listening to the dumb polka porn music sitting on a hard bench <laughs> in freezing temperatures just to watch the Bears just put them away and instead they blew it and then the Packers beat them in the playoffs because of course so it's just like I was there too, I sure. it. it was my wife's first game at Lambeau oh congrats to her I'm sure she's a lifelong fan <laughs> um yeah I mean it's it's those moments where you're just like you just, you shoot yourself in the foot. So I get the frustration and I get why it's important, but yeah, I mean, I needed, I need the bears to focus on 
things like uh, firing their coach and their GM and redoing their front office and uh, a bunch of other things and all their coaches that are leaving for other places because they can see that, you know, that coming. Uh, as we, as we wind down here, cause I know you're, you're been really uh, positive. I run- feel great about this interaction. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you a chance to, to do that because we can talk about some hope. Okay. Uh, Matt Nagy prop prop probably, probably out should be, uh, yes. that means they have the chance to get someone else who could potentially be better. We don't even have to think about the alternative. Um, do you have some, do you have some names in mind? I've heard, I've heard some out there, some, some, uh, bears fans who want Jim Harbaugh, uh, Sean Payton, I've heard thrown around there. Do you have right. a, a name or two in mind? I would say that those two are more interesting to me because of their history of success in the NFL. I do love the idea of a great coordinator getting a shot. And I think sometimes that works, but that's been a lot of what the bears have done lately is coordinators who have been around, give them a shot as a head coach. And I mean, they also had John Fox who had had success in the NFL as a head coach and then showed up and didn't seem to want to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, so the bears can ruin just about anyone. Uh, we will find a way to, to really take your heart and soul out of you and make you not want to work in the business anymore. I think I'd rather, I mean, if we could get someone like a Sean Payton or someone who clearly knows what they're doing and knows how to run a team along with leading an offensive defensive coordinator and everything else, um, you got to get it right. Because I do think that Justin Fields, and I know this is, and I'm not alone in saying this. Listen, there's a lot of analysts across the country that have no ties to the Bears whatsoever. And despite the, the numbers and the Bears' uh, win-loss record, if they're actually watching him, they are very high on Justin Fields. Yeah. I understand why if you don't watch the games, you watch Red Zone and you see him get sacked or fumble or throw, throw away a bad pass, you look at him and you go, oh, he's not that great. I'm telling you as someone who has watched plenty of not great quarterbacks, his accuracy, <laughs> his athleticism, his ability, when the first option is there, he puts it into holes. You could not imagine it's the problem is reading the defenses and that takes time, which is what they told us at the beginning. And no one believed them. They said, we don't want him to be QB one week one. We want him to get some more reps and learn how to read defenses and yada, yada. And everybody said they were lying and that they had promised Andy Dalton and yada, yada. Andy Dalton gets hurt. Justin Fields goes in and everyone's like, he doesn't look ready. And it's like, yeah, that's what they duh. said. <laughs> so um, you can hate the bears and still think that some of what they're telling you is true and accurate. And so I think he's going to be great once all of that. And also you need an offensive line to give you time to read the defense, yeah. which is a problem. And you need a good offense. Someone just pointed out that Sig- Sid Luckman's bears in the forties had a more efficient and high scoring average offense than the bears right now in the 1940s. Okay. That's what we're dealing with here with this Nagy offense right now. I don't know what happened to the guy who magically was calling touchdown plays for offensive linemen. And we were all laughing and what, what is this? This is so fun uh, to now, but that's what needs to happen. you got to fix all that because otherwise you, 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 you just waste um, what could be great. And so I didn't give you a great answer. Um, I will say I'd rather have a proven NFL coach to a coordinator. Um, I always have trouble compared to, I think, other folks with pulling stuff out of my butt. And for me to argue that I know what some <laughs> you know SEC coach would look like if you put them in it. I, I leave that to the experts usually, but, uh, the, the name that I, that I have sort of zeroed in on for them, although it is somewhat similar to Matt Nagy is Doug Peterson, who you, who is a yeah. Super Bowl winning coach, but still young enough that you feel like he could evolve. He could work with, with Justin Fields. The problem with that is he really just want Nick Foles to he, stay on the, the Nick Foles thing. That's, that's and, what you want yeah. is Nick Foles. To, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean that uh, that affiliation to Negi, I think just is like, yeah, this is. Yeah, you sounded real excited about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think a couple of years ago I'd have been like, hey, sure, but um, I'm not totally against it. Okay, we'll not totally it. against it. All right, we 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 found some common ground at the end. Yeah. For, for Rivalry Week, I think that's about as good as we can do. Right, Sarah, uh, right. I appreciate you taking the time. Let my listeners know um, where they can find um, you because you are all over the place. Yeah, so Around the Horn, um, usually going to be Mondays and Fridays. Spain and Fitz every weeknight on ESPN National Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. That's what she said, podcast. A new one hits every Tuesday. Um, and then oftentimes writing for .com and uh, on the show Debatable, which is a new streaming show. So uh, bouncing around. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, thanks for having me. Go Bears. <laughs> All right. I want to thank Sarah for joining the show. Great to talk to her. She is a good sport. Love the WNBA hoodie she was rocking. It is Bears colors. But I, I think those those hoodies are, are really cool. Um, and uh, I, I love the, the support for the WNBA. Today's episode is brought to you by On Location. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium, less than 100 days away. The Green Bay Packers could be there. I might be there as well. And On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit On Location EXP dot com slash sb56 for more information or search super bowl on location that's on location exp.com slash sb56 or search super bowl on location and today's episode is brought to you by our friends at bet online bet online has you covered all season with more odds props and lines than ever before as football season continues its march toward the playoff bet online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on that first deposit just use the promo code locked on to get that bonus we're just giving away money on this show today why would you not take advantage of it from basketball football nhl boxing ufc right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we will be back tomorrow. Um, there is still more to come, and that means it's our Friday live show happy hour. It's time to go normal time. 5.30 Central, 6.30 East for the happy hour. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube for those of you watching on YouTube. If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button and uh, give us a rating. Let us know. Leave a comment. Uh, and uh, we're, we're getting ready for, for Rivalry Week. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, should be cold in prime time. Um, and all of the all of the statistics, all of the records, all of the everything say that this is going to be a fun time for Packer fans. If you're superstitious or you're cynical or you're uh, uh, a heart guarding fan, which I understand, you're going, can you please shut up? This is, we're just a little too confident on this one. It's the Bears. It's, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. But the Packers should win and they should win convincingly. That's just, that's just the, that's just the deal. 
That's just the nature of the beast. If you want to be a Super Bowl contender, you have to embrace those expectations. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.